0: The Tanginetic podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about, and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Tangenetic. We have some interesting things happening this week. New games have come out and taken our souls, and some interesting things coming from Nintendo. What have you guys been doing out
1: this well, You week? know it's Elden Ring. I've been talking about this thing yeah, coming out yeah, for but... literal months. Ben's been making fun of me for it, but yeah. bite me, it's great. Well, that's a glowing endorsement, but, you know, tell us more. I mean, do you really want to? I'm going to be able to rant for like 20-odd minutes on this, because this game is absolute peak of everything they've been doing with the, the Soul series up to this point.
0: I don't know, I reckon I could probably go for about the same for like Horizon Zero Dawn at this point. Like I've been playing so much of is Isn't that Zero
1: game. Dawn the first one? I believe the one you're playing is Forbidden West.
0: Pretty much. I mean, I think they're still called like Horizon Zero Dawn. I could kind
1: of have sworn it was them, but... Horizon Forbidden West and the first one was just Zero Dawn because it talked about the Zero Dawn incident.
0: It's entirely possible. I, uh,
1: but yeah, no. Forbidden either West way, West it's the, the robot dinosaur game. <laughs> They made them more dinosaur it's great! I just- I remember seeing that trailer for the one with the, like, the big snake thing curling around the spire, that shit looked AMAZING! Well, I hate those things, they are dicks! They never hold still! Well, why don't we start
0: with Forbidden the West then, Swoosh, go nuts! Like, I really enjoy that game, it is absolutely gorgeous, I swear to god. The only issue I had with the, um... The visuals was during the big cutscene at the start. It's not pre-done, so it's trying to load in a bunch of assets really far in the
1: distance. Also, a once. bunch of pop-in,
0: uh, a lot of pop-in during that section where it's still working through things. But I also had the just the day one patch. So it may have been fixed already. But you start off in a separate environment uh, from where you spend most of your time. So running through, and they the, what they did was reorientate you to the game really well. But they didn't do the thing of, oh, you have to relearn how everything works again because you lost everything. Granted, you lost all your gear in the trip there. Um, but you don't have to relearn the focus thing through Aloy. You actually learn through a friend of hers uh, who's coming along. and it's like, right, if you're going to be coming with me, you have to have one of these on. Otherwise, you're probably going to die. And she teaches the other character how it works to familiarize you with it again and it doesn't feel like you're being
1: talked down to oh, by Well, that's good, because you're playing... It, you, instead of playing yeah. a student, you're playing a teacher this time.
0: Exactly. And it actually feels that way. Like, you are an experienced person going through. And even with all the new skills and things you get, it's all new skills. Mm. Uh, so you don't feel like you've been de-leveled. It's just a different region. Because basically, the way they explain away the you can't take over all the machines again is, Oh, they've region-coded. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. DRM in the robot <laughs> like future. Fucking region locking. <laughs> Pretty much. And it's like, oh, this is the same kind of... This is a billowback, but at the same time, it's a different encoding. Like, that makes sense. Fucking robots would do this. Ah. But, yeah, no, I'm enjoying the hell out of that. The starting point was is just a little sand... Smaller sandbox to get you used to it. And there was a lot of invisible walls mm. there. But the second you're into the main storyline, they drop out entirely. You can just run off and do what you like. couple of story... Uh, bottlenecks just to make sure you don't run into like the high level stuff without dying at the very start. But then once you're through the wall, you can be like, yeah, cool, I'm just gonna beeline to the coast and then you run into like the big metal Spinosaurus and
1: get munched. They're I mean fun. The Spinosaurus is kinda cool to look at. I can't like I can't play this game. I don't have a PlayStation. They're rarer than hens teeth in Australia. So I haven't been able to check this game out, but A Spinosaurus is pretty cool I gotta imagine A giant robot one Is both Incredibly cool And absolutely Pantshootingly terrifying
0: Oh yeah No, The weird thing is um, I found one by accident uh, Which was great But I was hiding And I managed to kill it Like yes Done I have looted it And then I'm like I'm just gonna go into the ocean And scavenge some bits in there For a second Dive in And I must have been Right on the border Of its Mm. zone Because the second You leave its zone For anything more than a minute And come back It's respawned (laughs) So I've gone in and picked some healing herbs, like it I, was a tough fight, I'll get some more healing stuff, dive in, pick up a bunch of stuff, come back out and look directly into another one's face. It's like, I'm going to need these. You're here now. So then I scarfed down some berries and ran like a little bitch. So as you flu. do, pretty much that and the new crafting system has been rehauled to all. There's so many kinds of armor um, and they're not just one set of armor for one thing. So, in the original game, it's like, oh, you could have this armor that's really good for ranged, and it's amazing on that tier. Whereas now, it's like, this one is good for ranged and sneak, or this one is good for ranged and melee. It mixes and matches them, and the combinations just keep going. I'm still finding you. They did have
1: that to some degree in the first one, but Mm. it it didn't really play a big... Like, your armor was almost Mm. irrelevant Except for the yeah. uh, super hidden, unlockable, uh, what was it, the shield armor? The power Yeah, the armor. one that gave you the yeah. regenerating shield. That's the only one that That's actually nice. changed your gameplay up. The rest of the time, yeah. it, was, it was nothing. They've still got that kind of stuff as well
0: in the, the tech trees for leveling. So one of the things I had was, um, I originally had the stealth mm-hmm. shield, uh, the stealth um, field thing from the Stalkers. So if anything went wrong, you throw a smoke bomb, activate the stealth, and just run. And it was really, really useful. Especially when you start powering up your stealth So
1: you can strip the abilities off of the Robo Kind of.
0: Basically, you get them through leveling up. So you just scavenge the parts. And over time, it rebuilds in your system. So you get Valor in a new bar that fills up. So you can
1: kind of charge those Mm -hmm. things up. Like... Also to get a matchup. Just up. hearing that's fucking cool, because like, that was the thing that they seemed oddest about the original one. Scavenging all these parts, but you can't repurpose any of their guns or abilities or tricks for yourself. You just sort of take yeah. out the core and then it's like, cool, let's make Bo better. Pretty much. They've definitely rehauled all of that. You have to upgrade each
0: weapon independently, which is fine. Same with armor, but it's not a mm-hmm. grind just because you keep running into these things anyway. And so the only thing I had to do was keep hunting rollerbacks. Everything I had <laughs> needed rollerback parts. And they are annoying as hell to take down um, if you're not being a stealthy mm. prick. So my build is just sneak around, shoot things from afar, wait for them to stop looking for me, shoot them <laughs> again. But it, it has the, the very Skyrim-esque kind of uh, like, oh, it's just the wind. Mm. Even like the, the rebels in things you have to shoot, like the, the human people you kill. I still love that, meant to like shoot a guy in the head, like, Oh, what was that? Oh, it must be the wind. And they just keep going back to doing other things, like, You have an arrow in your eye, my dude. Are you, <laughs> you okay? Oh, god damn. And no, I I do like the fact that it's, just, it's never questioned by any other, like, uh, you know, bandit or anything. It's just like, oh, yeah, Kevin's got a new thing in his eye. That's that's fine. That, that's okay. Oh. You good there, Kev? <laughs> Yeah, he's fine.
1: I mean, so what? What I'm gathering from what you've said is, it seems like they basically just took Zero Dawn and made more slash better.
0: Pretty much, they've improved on it really well. It, you don't feel like you've been depowered like you do in a lot of sequel mm. games. Um, it honestly feels like you are still as skilled as ever. All you need is new gear, and then you get the new gear, and you do well. That's awesome. But. Like, I have a mag dump ability with the, the bow caster. I can empty a full clip just into a thing. And I use that way more than I should. Hey, shoot man. It. Cheese strats are cheese strats. They work, don't they? Especially when you start getting the high level gear that has multiple um, elements attached to it. So the current one I have is ice, plasma, and um, mm. electrical. So I was like, yeah, cool, I'm just going to unload ice into this guy because I know he's weak against it, and good. Shank, (laughs) shank, shank. Give me your bits. But, yeah, and even then, certain parts you can only get if you don't break things and you need them for leveling, Mm. like bellowback webbing. The easiest way to kill a bellowback is to make it go boom, but if you do that, you can't get the webbing, and a lot of stuff relies on that to upgrade. So it's one of those things of like, I want to get this thing and i have to be careful about this now i can't just run in kill it with fire and be done i need that one specific part that's an interesting
1: way to change the the general player interaction with that game because i remember in the first one yeah you would run into a- anything you fought you always went straight for the whatever the weak point was uh fuel tank yeah or weak spot shoot it in the eye whatever you always went for it but if it's like, oh, certain crafted materials become unavailable if you fight them that way, that makes it way more interesting.
0: It really does. And the new scanning mechanic is really fun because you can cycle through different things. It shows you what they're weak to mm. and that kind of stuff from the base game, but you can cycle to the next part and it has things like um, cascading effects. So if you hit a energy pack with electrical mm. damage, then it start, it causes a chain reaction, which causes mass damage It explodes mm. further. So you can do some interesting things with it, um, but you know they've put a lot of effort into the new system to build on what they already had uh, and make it just different enough to be you know noticeable. Worth
1: calling money. it a sequel. So
0: i yeah, absolutely, and the story is really really good. I am invested in it. But at the same time, the side quests seem really fun. So I've spent a lot of time doing side quests. I'm at max level and I've filled three of five tech trees. Cause yeah, it's, they are pretty forgiving there. Um, but yeah, no, the story itself I'm avoiding currently just cause I don't want to burn through it. I want to be able to like play this game today. So
2: for, for our viewers that haven't played that game before, oh, what are your pros and cons?
0: Mm. Uh, Well, definitely pros, the system isn't really, it is not sticky. It's great, it's fluid, everything works perfectly. They put a lot of point into the controls and how it all functions. Uh, Stylistically, it is gorgeous to look at. It's an old school ruins kind of thing. So, you know, the future world went to shit and is now overgrown with vines and nature and it's all been reclaimed. Um, so you go across ancient ruins that are you know, crumbling and all that kind of thing, but they're fun and familiar. Uh, atmospheric, it is really good that way. Uh, there are points where you can't fight things underwater, so it forces you underwater, and you have to be sneaky. You have to stealth around, and you will find yourself like sitting in a bunch of... Like, Go please don't look at me. Please don't look at <laughs> me. Please go away. Why are you looking at me? Kongs, um, the only things I've really come across so far have been... Repeating dialogue was one thing. If you accidentally proc something as you go into a cutscene, occasionally characters will talk over themselves or get caught in a loop. Uh, And because the use button, so for big actions like prying open doors or activating ancient tech, is the same as the heavy attack button, if you're not squarely looking at that that specific thing, occasionally you'll attack a wall. Which...
2: The the use key is always E. We know it's always. I don't e. don't
0: know, but at the same time, I yeah. In this case, it's it's you hold X for most things, but for some reason, for the big prying stuff open, because you're using your spear, I guess, is the thing, and that's also a spear attack. It's just like oh, we'll just use heavy melee. and like I'm not look I, or you see it and it's like oh, there's the button, and then you've turned ever so slightly right, and so you start sort of a wall.
2: A few game controls um, or a, kind of a, a con but, from what you see, as well as the enemies.
0: Uh, even yeah like that's the only thing and i'm reaching for that like very few things i can find that are really wrong there the puzzles are challenging without being overtly like frustrating um the focus is better the first one i had an issue uh following trails with it because the color was really washed out for my focus for some reason um the, the thing that you use as the hud but they've made it vibrant and stand out a lot more so it's easy to follow that kind of stuff so
2: you've got a new player right what, what tips would you give them then so that they um, may have a, a better a better chance with starting the game and building up fast
0: ignore the order it specifies for collecting the big MacGuffins uh, without giving too much away there's three MacGuffins you have to collect um, one of them it very easily says oh this one would be the easiest one to get That kicks off a different storyline and it takes a long time to get to. The other ones, you can just go to kill everything in the building and then retrieve them and get the bonuses. And from there you have everything you need unlocked for traveling around and for opening secret passages. Um, From there, you can just go back to the start, work your way down and also do the side quests. Uh, They get you some great gear Most of the characters are pretty fun. Uh, You meet a few dicks and they happily die. It's like, yes, it's cathartic in that way. It's like, oh, this guy's a bastard. I'm going to enjoy killing this one. Uh, And there's a a secondary subplot that pops up and they're setting things up for future. uh, Like even further out in the world, there are things being done and alluded to. Um, And they're showing the full world on maps Mm. and that kind of stuff. And they, they keep showing Australia like center stage in certain shots like please please tell me the next
1: one's in the outback I would love this she's I mean, just gonna die when the robo goanna shows up
0: oh no man the robotic cassowaries is gonna Oh, like, that's like everything the only thing saving the rest oh, of come the come on that's
1: final boss of the game it's gotta be the mecha cassowary mecha cassowaries
0: <laughs> but yeah no uh, there's a uh, the, the pros are definitely higher in, in this one of the cons and well worth the price I mean, of admission it's a triple A price but look your perfect. cons
1: are all basically just the problem with console gaming. More than... Yeah. I mean, like, repeating dialogue over stuff, yeah, that's a bitch, but it's... Like, I hate to say it, but I'm pretty inoculated to that crap these days. And an overuse of one button yeah. is, like... I mean, to do it all the time in Elden... It's a console thing, I definitely. I do it all the time in Elden Ring, because they made the skip dialogue button the jump button. So I get to the end of conversations, and then just jump in front of people like a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's, it's pretty common with console stuff, so it's like this is so low on the give a shit meter
0: yeah like I'm looking for cons at this point like playing the game uh, casually and just whenever I can I haven't run across any major issues I think it's crashed once and that was it like no issues apart from that so out of a 10 rating what would you give it like easy 8 to 9 to be honest Um, like it's no game is perfect but this one is definitely up I'm going to say high 8 low 9
2: now moving on i guess uh, from there to the sixth uh, most concurrent played game of all time uh would be elden ring oh, oh, oh. for now oh that game
1: is so sixth
2: most co-currently played game on steam at all time
1: and it's a single player well mostly single player because i'm pretty sure the rest of the games on there are all going to be multiplayer in some capacity
0: do they have right. the um invade option for this one as well or? yes
1: but they made it, in my opinion, way better. Well, if, Ooh, How so? Which, who, who am I answering? Everyone. Okay, Pick so, uh, multiplayer. Uh, you can only get invaded if you have summoned help. So there's no more like getting uh, randomly gank invaded by a couple of people. Like, you have to have already gotten help before someone can invade your game. And I think that is such a good okay. idea. I mean, that makes sense. But I think uh, thinking are invited by more people now. I, really <coughs> with, I don't really like the invasion mechanic in in Souls games that much. Uh, so I'm really happy it's not around as much. Makes me feel good. So I, I'm really happy.
0: Yeah, like that was one of the gripes I had with Souls games when I tried to play them. I just suck at them in general, so I don't really play them too often. Um, but every so often they'd be running around like, Yeah, I'm actually getting into the flow of things. and then suddenly an invasion happens. Like,
1: I was having fun, game. What, well, it's one of the things i thought was weird because they put in uh dark souls 2 they included a mechanic mm. where you could burn one of these rare items called effigy at a at a bonfire and that prevented people from invading your game i was like cool it's an opt-out feature of this always-on thing but it doesn't stop you yeah. summoning help when you get to a boss or a difficult area Yada 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 it just stops invasions and then they abandoned it in all the games subsequent to that until Elden Ring where they've come up with a new system and I like it so much more
0: that's good
1: that's to say, to say that I don't love freaking everything about this game it is it is absolutely the culmination of everything FromSoft has ever learned about how to make these games with some new spice so they just kind of distill their knowledge yeah too. 100% like you can you can trace the mechanics through the whole franchise I mean even Sekiro has got some DNA in this thing um, because Sekiro had the the posture system, where you block and parry and things, and you eventually break people down and open them up for attacks. Now in this one, if you mm. just unload on an enemy hard enough, do enough damage consecutively, you break their posture, which isn't a thing that was really in a lot of the other ones, at least to my knowledge, unless you were using big heavy weapons which could stagger. But now things like daggers, because they attack so fast, they tend to break posture and leave you open for these big attacks so that you can just do wicked loads of damage. It nice. really...
0: I mean, mm-hmm. so that's more layered combat. is always a good thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's more weapons, more weapon types. Uh, a lot more weapons have, like, variants. Like, okay, so on my character, I chose to play Samurai because I really like bleed weapons. Mm. And the Samurai starts with a nooch katana, which is a bleed weapon. Bleed is but great. looking at, like... like the totality of all the katanas you can get, most of them are pretty basic, but there's a couple of them that are actually for spellcasters. They scale off intelligence and have crazy magic abilities. So, just because yeah. the katanas are generally considered a dex oriented weapon based around the bleed mechanic, doesn't mean that they haven't bothered to include some other ones. Like one of them, uh, the moon, moon slice? Moon slash? There's a moon themed katana, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. It's special move is shooting out a beam of moonlight. Interesting. So, like, that's just within one category. And there's something like 20 categories of weapons. And all of them have lots of stuff in them. All of them have unique things in them. It's insane. I'm going to be able to do so many runs of this game with, like, wildly different builds. That's pretty awesome. Like, replayability is always a good thing. And I mean,
0: like... If you can go back and play it again and again, like, hells yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing, though, because, like, this game is so full of secret... Areas and nooks and crannies to dig through, dungeons, uh, just random bosses. Like because okay, so for people who don't know, most Souls games are pretty uh, open but fairly linear. There's you mostly go to a zone and then clear the zone. But hmm. this one goes okay. There are those clear out zones. They're usually places with big bosses in them, like important story ones and that kind of thing. But this time around, they've got this big open world you can go and run around in too, which is where they've hidden all the optional dungeons and crafting materials and upgrade stuff. But there's like world bosses out there that aren't necessarily immediately on the map. I think one of the earliest ones that if anyone's been following Elden Ring you'll know about it's this dragon on a lake. But when you first go to that lake it's not there. You run out Ah. on so it just kind of lures you into a false sense of security there's no dragon here you're safe you can see on the lake that there's a bunch of people like worshipping a big cauldron of fire and I'm like well I kind of want to go find Mm. out what that's all about and as you start to ride out toward it the dragon just like drops out of the sky it's just like fuck me sideways I gotta fucking run (laughs) that happens so often where bosses aren't immediately visible they will come and get you uh, plenty of them are like the uh, tree sentinels and tree sentinels all this kind of stuff you can see them and you know that they're going to be there but uh, plenty of them are just like they pop out or they sort of explode into life and you're like oh whoa, whoa what's this all about um, and it, it makes it so much more dynamic and interesting and I have uh, I, I played every Souls game Sekiro I beat them all So it's really, I don't tend to feel super surprised when it's, oh yeah, cool, big boss, let's go, let's go. I'm pretty used to this because you go through a fog door. Now I'm just running around the game world. I mean, like earlier on, before we started recording, I was playing and I was talking to Swoosh, and I was running up this forest path, and then just comes crashing out of the trees, this massive dragon, nearly shat a brick. (laughs)
0: Can confirm, bricks were shat. It was... uh it was a fun conversation yeah
1: but like that sort of stuff happens all the time well not all the time but enough that I'm like constantly being surprised and just blown away by this fucking game you're
0: not not paranoid enough you're checking every rock as a mimic but it's like yeah no it's okay but you're not letting the guard down
1: all the time no and I mean even when you think you're safe like there was one bit where I was trying to get to a a location that I I had a clue about and I'm like alright I want to go check this out and I'm running along this path and I see a bear up in front of me. And I'm like, ah, I'm on my horse. I'll just outrun the bear and we'll be fine. The bear kept up. And it oh. kept up enough that like, it's a third person camera. It started to clip into my view. It was running that fast and keeping <laughs> up to me and like mounted. You're supposed to be as fast as you can be. And this bear is keeping pace. And I'm I'm just freaking out. Like I cannot fight this bear. It is too big. <laughs> No one escapes the Sonic oh, right. Bear. Oh, dude! There's an ability you can get uh, where when you roll, you keep rolling and you get covered in lightning. <laughs> so you oh basically God, just I turn into an electric Sonic ball and just roll through all your enemies doing electric damage. It's so dumb.
0: That's that's so dumb, but brilliant. Like I've seen bits and pieces of uh, Elden Ring. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but it, like I've been seeing things about hidden bosses, like just entirely behind like walls and things, you can just walk through like, illusionary walls, um, but they're not signposted in any way, shape, 100%. or
1: form. 100%. I've actually, I've I actually found it. one. Um, the place I was oh, no, going it's... to for the bears is a particular catacomb that you get a clue about going to. And I was running through the dungeon getting the, the boss door unlocked and all this kind of stuff, and I'm fighting some skeletons. And I happen to roll hmm. into an invisible wall, uh, one of those illusory walls, which of course falls away. And I'm like, Crap, there's another boss door down there. What the shit? (laughs) Turned out it was... Nice. Like, that kind of hidden stuff. And the boss I was actually looking for in that dungeon was the one behind the invisible wall, not the boss door I was trying to open. Ah. Interesting. That sneaky... So I went to this place for this specific reason, and if I hadn't accidentally rolled into this wall, I wouldn't have gotten to fight the boss I was looking for.
0: That that is interesting that is a bold choice by a developer I I think and we've not seen that kind of bold choice for a while
1: no we haven't most developers are so afraid that players won't see all of their content they've got to signpost it make sure everyone sees it and knows that they can go and get it Um,
0: then again like the Souls games have always been the very much we're not holding your hand here we expect you to at least know what a game is coming in yeah like, and the Easter eggs are a thing, they're in every game somewhere along the line. And it sounds like this game is going to keep those like content channels going for years. You okay, the so like in the,
1: the first curated zone, which is Storm Castle. Uh, Stormvale Castle? Mm. Yeah, Stormvale Castle. Uh, there is two bosses that you will fight just playing through the whole level. They are required to progress. There's two more hidden bosses. And oh, nice one of them is more difficult to get to and one of them you get if you want to get the upgrade stuff from beating one of the bosses but there's two additional bosses that are not required you have to go out of your way to go and fight them and that's in one location let alone spread through dungeons and open worlds and some of these bosses only show up at night because there's a, a day night cycle now um things like spells are actually affected by the weather if it's raining, all of your really? fire spells what? do less damage.
0: Oh, I like that. That is always a, a fun little mechanic. Yeah,
1: so... There's lots more to think about, like... W- when you're just running around the game world. And when you take yeah. on combat... And... I, I can't... Like, like I said... Everything they've learned, making... Every... Demon Souls, or the Dark Souls... Bloodborne, Sekiro... It's all here. It's all distilled down into this one game. And... Like, I would normally tell people, like, if you don't play Souls games, maybe try one of mm. the uh, imitators. I've always been a big fan of, um, uh, what is it, Code Vein. I think that's a really good entry point oh, for, for God, people actually. to get into the Souls-like thing. It's a much uh, more forgiving game. It gives you an AI partner if you want it to heal you. So, But it still has the, you know, tough bosses and, and things. A bit animu, but, you know, it's still good. I've usually always gone, that's the game you need to play first if you want to get into soul stuff because it's the forgiving version of the thing. But now, I would be very inclined to tell people to maybe try Elden Ring. The open world means you've got plenty of space to get stronger, learn mechanics, farm up souls, or get upgrade material. If you're hitting your head on a bus, just walk away from it for a while. Explore the game. You don't have to just keep hitting the boss until you get it. It nice. it's so much better and more forgiving. But then for someone like me who's played all the games and's just ready to fucking go, I'm constantly being out to of find tough fights and big things like there's dragons all over the place and they're fucking rip and tear. It it's I like it. I I have trouble trying to describe how much I enjoy this game and what I enjoy about it because every time it like there's a couple of guys at work who are playing it as well and we'll sit around at lunch and just <laughs> gush for like an hour about whatever we just did in the game or what we're planning to do that night and it, the game is just goddamn excellent.
0: That's good. I mean like probably the same thing um, that Ben asked me though like uh, pros cons any tips for people jumping into the game um
1: Okay, so pros, cons. Pros, um, it's more forgiving in some ways and punishing in others. I think the open world is the best uh, tension release. If you're having trouble, yeah. go explore. You'll have some fun. You can just wander off a yeah. bit. You might find some, some mm. upgrade materials or just get some more souls and be able to upgrade your character or your gear a little more. It's so much more able to release and let go of all the tension if you can just walk away and not have to worry about progression is gated by this and you cannot do anything until it's done. Cons-wise, I mean, all the normal stuff that you would associate with a Souls game, they're very difficult. Um, A lot of content is often hidden or not overly explained. You're kind of expected to play and, and learn by doing. The constant phrase of the community, get good, is kind of the catchphrase for a reason. You have to play and get better. You're not going to be just handed everything. Tips for new players. There's a location in the bottom of the map called the Weaving Isle. It's a uh, non-story progression. Like, well, I haven't found anything story related down there. And I mean, I haven't got through the whole game yet. It might have something down there, but it feels like a more isolated area with a lot of upgrade materials, a lot of useful items but you're not going to go there as part of the plot. It's actually pretty good like once you've run around for a bit got your feet it's actually very worth going down there and getting some of the very useful upgrade materials that's down there. Good for farming basically. And I would definitely suggest that and I'm going to keep it reasonably vague so preserve the exploration. Um, Hmm. Heading slightly to the west of where you start, you'll find a church with a, a file of, I think it's a file of Amazing Physic. It's a it's a, a file that you can actually customize what it does. So you get these special... Oh, so hmm. you, you get to choose the effect Yeah, You actually get these certain items Ooh, that you can put in it, and then every time you rest at a site of grace, which is this game's bonfires, it'll refill and you can decide what it does so my one right now because I've gotten a few more I've beaten some bosses and gotten a few more of these things you can mix inside it it starts my health regenerating and gives me an, immo- uh, an invincibility bubble so I can for free tank usually one hit off a boss um see like that reminds me of the
0: game itself uh wasn't great but uh, what was the sci-fi um thing made by obsidian by obsidian um out of worlds yeah, it was out of worlds. Um, they had that inhaler, which was you could customize mm. your buffs. So you could put in the health regen, you could put in a, a buff to damage, as long as you had the food to mm. put into it. I liked that system. The rest of the game was pretty yeah. blah, but that was pretty fun. I could customize what my mm. character was getting no matter what when I pressed mm. that button. And that's a good thing to have. And
1: the other thing I would suggest, if you really want to sort of like, maybe not easy mode, you're still going to use it right. Find the Whispering Wood, and then head south of it, and you'll find a uh, big fort on the coast. In that fort, if you kill the guy at the top of it, you get a really powerful uh, ability you can put on your weapons called Bloody Slash, which causes any weapon equipped with it to do bleed damage. Bleed damage is almost broken. And you have this special Hmm. weapon art, which is a special attack you can do with weapons, which creates this big torrent of blood in front of you. Uh, for a cost of your focus and a little bit of health, which basically always procs bleed. So you can decide to just proc bleed immediately if that's what you want to do with it. It's incredibly powerful. It's a great ability to have at the start. You'll probably replace it later because enemies stop being as affected by bleed. But it's definitely good to get you started. Well,
0: there so are two you... recent games that have been, like. What are you sort I'm of being... rating
1: the game out of 10 there, Seth? Uh, look, man. I. Uh... <clears throat> For the actual, for the niche that it's, that FromSoft games are for. And I, I really want to hammer that, like, it is for the people who like Souls games. This thing's got to be like a near 10. It, it is offering so much to that community. I can't think of anything, even within From's catalog, that's even touching this thing. And I love all their other games. If you don't like these sort of things too much, it's probably more like maybe a seven because the difficulty is going to get you. But it is probably the one that is most likely, I think, to get people over that hump and maybe get them good and get them into the franchise. I know one of the guys at work, he's never played a Souls game. Off of the back of this one, he wants to finish it and then start going back to the other ones. Well,
2: I mean, it's over 950 thousand players currently playing the game on steam uh, it's definitely got potential that's for sure
1: yeah i
0: mean oh that's got to increase i think like that one's gunning for the spot number one
1: i mean to get that it's got to beat stuff like csgo and, and team fortress 2 i mean come on those games are like perennial evergreens yeah true
2: you know, apparently uh, when the game was first released as well, Elden Ring, it had really, really bad half assed mouse and keyboard controls.
1: I couldn't talk to that, because I played uh, it with a controller, because that's what the games... The yeah. Souls games are designed for controllers. They try their best with keyboard and mouse, but it's designed for a console, and it's designed for a gamepad. Anyone playing this game, it would just be like, just just get a gamepad. If you've got one, play it with this.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, apparently they, uh, they're fixing that very soon to where the, where, you know, the controls will be both easy and usable on, on keyboard as well.
1: I mean, that's good. Like I said, I'm not going to play it that way. I've played all of the Souls games with a controller and I'll keep playing them that way because I think they feel the best. But for the keyboard and mouse warriors out there playing this game, I'm glad that they're sorting out.
2: Moving across to the, uh, the, the news world...
1: You uh,
2: Activision. I uh, don't know if you heard this, but Activision, Blizzard, uh, and Epic uh, have all paused game purchases in Russia.
0: Well, I mean, we kind of expected that embargo to start at some point. The big one, apparently, is Fanta has uh, put an embargo. Like, um, yeah, Fanta's no one so, being sold there, and that's one of their biggest soft drinks in Russia. Well, apparently.
2: Fanta over over one hundred and fifty <clears throat> different airlines have also stopped uh, flying into Russia. Yeah. Um, and it, look, it, we're not even we're not even at the iceberg with what with what's uh, going on with Russia and Ukraine at the moment. That's that's going to develop definitely over the next few weeks
1: and months. I think that's the thing we're going to need uh, to leave the fudge alone because yeah. we're a bunch of dumb pundits talking about video games. I don't think we're qualified to talk about that.
2: <laughs> well, we're definitely not going to touch too much into it, no. But I mean, from the gaming perspective, the amount of uh, gaming companies, uh, which I thought was relevant. Mm. Uh, that are restricting sales, restricting even multiplayer servers to Russia, is is ridiculous. Um, it,
1: it's, I mean, the bigger yeah. thing for for the sort of stuff we do with games and pop culture and all that. I think the more interesting thing is, you look at these services, you know, Blizzard, Epic, all this kind of stuff, and people buy their stuff on there. What bunch of people in a country just had that turned off? Yeah. People don't really realize how much they don't own their shit. If Steam decides tomorrow that Australia no longer gets to participate in the Steam Store, I lose piles of stuff I bought from the service. Yeah, lose about six hundred and fifty games. I mean, get good scrub, get on my level. Um, <laughs> you haven't even broken the quad digits yet. Um, but my point is simply that, like, so many, like, so many of these services, like uh, Spotify, I think, has also cut off. Um, and I think Netflix is cutting as well all these things that people use all the time and, and take for granted big companies can just decide you don't get to have them oh, and yeah. it's it's kind of weirdly terrifying it's been that kind of thing that people have known about but we're just seeing it right now with just a bunch of companies just turning switches and off goes all this stuff yeah. people have expected to have access to we always knew
0: it could happen but we've never actually seen it done and this is the he, first time that these guys have flexed that muscle. It's like, ooh, ooh, I agree with why you're doing it, but at the same time, that opens up a can of worms that I don't want to deal yeah. with.
2: So Microsoft and EA have also just announced recently that they are suspending all sales in Russia as well. There you
1: go. And they're two sure of the biggest so companies. It's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, a bit it's nice. definitely
2: growing. So, I mean, but at the well, same I mean, time, you got to think about it this way as well, right? You've got, you know, half the population, which is, of course, Russia was eighth last year with over $2.7 7 billion of video games mm. bought for all these uh, companies. Those guys aren't causing issues with the war. Those guys are just sitting at home gaming. Like, yeah, let I mean, them game. That's true.
0: <laughs> But at the same time, it's one of those things where if the populace is against what's happening, then most leaders tend to back the fuck down. Um, and they, you know they want to make their stance known i guess it's that whole virtue signaling kind of thing as well
2: it's uh, it's it's just crazy because i guess in, in touching on that again like we'll get off we'll get back on topic in a second but it, you just think never in our history have we had the ability to be like oh you're invading someone i'm gonna stop you buying computer games yeah take that
0: last thing that's this is a, a new age we've we only been in the digital age for what like 15 years good and proper But it's one of those things where this is a new territory and will be for a while. It's Annoyingly enough, it's because the old guard don't know how to deal with technology. So they've allowed uh, platforms to get as big as they are, have the control they have and do this kind of thing. Laws haven't caught up with this place globally as well. The fact that there's still countries, despite the fact we're all interconnected and, and that kind of thing creates that separation. Where it becomes a matter of, oh, what I'm doing in this area of the world, completely legal. But over there, illegal. Bad thing. Mm. And then the internet kind of is exposing those switchovers where things get a bit mm. iffy. Um, but also, there has to be a way to impose um, repercussions to a, a nation or a country when they go against the global agenda of don't fucking kill each other. And in this case, cutting off services works. Mm uh we know for a fact that if you know they go further if they went through ukraine to go for poland or anyone else out there they just cut off power poland supplies power to most of the eu it's literally a function of all right cool turn the switch off going to russia you're in the dark now for a while um turn the lights on and off so it's that kind of thing we've never been this connect- uh, connected before that's mm. the difference
2: I expected a lot more cyber crime but then again i guess with uk's uh currency and their lack of technology they're not really on the world stage yet like say if if usa fought china or something like that i mean
0: pretty what i love though is they've embraced um like tiktok and that kind of thing Like, there are people on tiktok now in ukraine who are teaching people how to uh, start up and steal uh, soviet uh, vehicles <laughs> and even better is the fact that the Ukraine tax gov- uh, department came out going oh you don't need to claim anything you salvaged from the Soviets it's fine it's yours no taxes on that um, it's yeah no they the fact that the war is half being fought with memes I love because I'm a massive meme lord and that's a great thing we're making fun of a dictator to the point where he's reconsidering things how weird is that?
2: It's, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, he he says, he yeah. Anyway, let's leave the, uh, <laughs> I mean, we're all against Putin.
0: Let's <laughs> talk about something more fun. Let's talk about Pokemon. <laughs> uh, Just a big, shout out, to, uh, I guess, yeah, big shout out to, I guess.
2: Yeah, a big shout out to, I guess, Ubisoft. I wanted to give them a shout out earlier because Ubisoft, um, you know, have, have surpassed over a million pounds towards... A relief fund at the moment for uh, Ukraine houses. So huge well, shout awesome. out to them. Well,
1: it's good to hear you. Uh, moving to on
2: uh, to one of our least favorite colors, uh, whether it be violet or scarlet.
1: I like that violet. Scarlet. I like that color.
0: Do you like, no, yeah. it's going to be. I, I'm honestly getting the violet uh, version of Pokemon just so I can wake up. It, it basically, say, I woke up and chose a violet. Um, <laughs> uh, There's a reason you run man. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: I woke up with scarlet in my bed.
0: Scarlet. Oh, my switch. <laughs> She's a monster. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm liking the look of the new starters so far. Because all we have is the starter, you no know, first ev- uh, first stage, first yeah. forms. Um, we don't have anything else for the new generation. I'm hoping there'll be some interesting things popping up in short order. Uh, all I know is the fire type is forbidden from being a fighting, uh, and the the cat must apparently remain. I love
1: the little pictures of also, like the internet
0: is very firm on this fact. Saw one that's
1: the cat one, and it's just a picture of it, but they've gotten like tape and put it over its paws. It's like stay down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Oh. But, and apparently the leaf on the on the uh, sp- spirit wait how do you spell it? Sp- sprig sprigayshito. Cat thing. Uh, apparently the leaf on its face is not a marijuana plant, but I
0: think it is. Nah, it's not spiky enough. Might it be doesn't cool. smell
2: near as good.
0: Like some of the things that have popped up as um, like the fan made evolutions have been
1: pretty, pretty decent. Still, the best. Probably be close I've too, to for you guys. Um, but uh, I saw one that turned yeah the, no. the fire hippo into like a spinosaurus. That thing was dope. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I just
0: realized. So I don't that. know if it's
1: a hippo or not, but it's a,
0: it looks. It, like me. I hope it turns into a gold. It's Godzilla. given me hippo vibes in its little form.
2: It has a post-it note on its chest. Did you guys ever notice that? No, no, someone is slapping craft singles onto like Pokemon around the place. I <laughs> don't know who's doing it, but they need it's to like be stopped. like that meme of... That meme of throw a piece of cheese on your cat. Yeah. are just doing that with Pokemon
0: now. Pretty much. But You've I'm got liking... A Wario Duck? Wario Duck? No, we're going to get like an army duck. I reckon it'll be water fighting. He's got the W I'm on really it. i
1: I mean, he's, he's wearing kind of- a beret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
0: honestly... We're getting Scrooge McDuck. That's what we're getting. You reckon um, that's not all natural? Nah. That, that's... Can't be. <laughs> it's a wig! Maybe it's Maybelline. He, he's turning into the Trump Duck. Duck Trump.
2: So it's good. I mean... Well, it's been a while since we've had a new gen, right? Like, well, you yeah. know, yeah. Right now, like, we, c-
1: Arceus. we could be at the... In one year, we could have three Pokemon releases. Depending on when this yeah, comes Yeah, I out. mean, Come. but
2: the other two, I guess... The issue is, you know, they've released, they've re-released some games. They've released Arceus. They've released a, you know, uh, and the only difference they've had is, I guess, adding in regions like a Lolan region, Hisuian region, mm. uh, and, and now it's good. Like we've all been wanting some new Pokemon, but at the same time, we all haven't been because we're sick of all these new Pokemon. Um, yeah. uh, but I am excited to have a laugh to see what ridiculous things they make into Pokemon now yeah.
0: there's always a couple of weird ones each gen like the the ice cream one uh, they always spawn really good memes though yeah. I find, it's great, like the ice cream one when it evolves gets like the two heads uh, and then it just, my favourite one was like that thing of like ah it looks amazing and it cuts across to a, a Alakazam with two spoons just looking really <laughs> excited <laughs> I love this whoever thought of this is a, is a wonderful person <laughs> Um, but I like the fact that they have kept the Arceus thing going so everything we've seen so far
1: looks to be in that same vein I don't think it's as much they kept it I think Mm. that Arceus wasn't the tech demo we thought it was it was priming the pump there's no way they could be turning this game around this quick if they didn't already look at what they were doing with Arceus and go yes that is the next mainline title we are doing this open world thing i think Mm. they looked at that and then went well we're going to put arceus out and get people already acclimatized to this idea and some of the mechanics so that when we put out the next mainline game people are already on board ready to go yeah
2: have you used like because i'm thinking right like how long I know we always want it. We always talk about it when we talk about Pokemon. How long until we can have an open world game that has all nine regions connected?
1: That will be a long time coming. coming, Some of them aren't in the like what is it the Kanto, uh, Sinnoh, and there's one more are all one uh, or Japan. That's basically what they are. Yeah. Um, but Kanto and
0: Johto are in um are both next to each other and I think Sino's at uh,
1: lot upper I, I can't remember somewhere. point is they're a continent yeah. but like uh, what was it the um one's in France yeah that's my point some of them are in Europe you
2: know you always fly so what stops you what stops you flying they're not what, connected what stops though. you flying is my question no because you know you, you've you got Scarlet and Violet they're, they are part of I guess uh, the European mm. region along with Carlos and, and Gala um but you know, like something like Temtem, for example, right? Where you'd have mm-hmm. let's open up. Oh, cool! We just got the Sinnoh region, and then they release a new game. Look, you can go buy that new game. No, nope, no, nope, don't,
0: don't stop DLC talking about that. Stop we'll giving them ideas. DLC game. Don't. Do, do not bring this evil upon us. Why would you do <laughs> don't this? Don't
1: microtransaction regions into the fucking Pokemon games. <laughs> Well, it'd be major, major nah, man, transaction. No man, they'd fucking tell it'd you a
2: town. like $90. Do
1: you want to go to Lavender Town? Sure, we'll give you access. Pay for it. <laughs> well, there's three easy payments of you 19 flute, you got to pay for it, son. Or they'd season pass it to, you know, like we'll release a, bun- a <laughs> town every month. Yeah. There's so many ways you could fuck it up. Um, but, I, look, I'm not opposed to the idea of linking them together. I think one of the things that made Gold and Silver my favorite Pokemon game is the fact that you had the entirety of the Johto region and then you went back to Kanto I am absolutely on board with it. I don't think you'll ever get all 9 yep. or 10 or 11 or whatever the fuck they go up with this franchise. I don't think you'll ever get them all connected. I think the best you might be able to get would be to connect all the ones that are like essentially Japan which I think yeah. is Kanto, Johto and Sinnoh
2: well, I mean, all they have to do to connect it realistically, right, is put a, you know, like a, 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 a gate at the end of one region that flies you to the next region, like they do in all the games already, except they use a blimp or a train. Either way, your screen turns black, and it turns back on when you're in a different city.
0: It's more the fact that it's a massive undertaking as well. Like Each one of those regions is pretty big, so getting them all made at once would be a major thing. They'd have to drip feed them problem with drip feeding them is after a certain point graphical changes happen improvements on the system they then have to go back and retroactively try and update things the same issues wow had when they were doing expansions uh, was the idea of oh cool we've got this new area and it looks amazing but now the original areas look like shit and no one's going back to them you have to keep a consistent theme and that's difficult to do and keep people engaged with so like drip feeding for this amount not not great not really feasible for them um, because people just disappear between or just won't go back to starting areas it won't be you know, fresh or fun and
1: you'd slowly lose people that way
2: yeah, yeah fair yeah like fair, I'm not
1: opposed to the idea I like the idea of linking more, more like if anything the thing I want most oh, is instead of scrapping the last zone it gets bolted on to the next game so you're always sort of keeping two that'd be kind of cool i don't know there's lots of things you do. i think you know like when they brought out x and y there or, or
2: and then sun uh, not sun and moon uh, x and y and then sword and shield they were like all right now we have to fit all the pokemon from the previous seven generations into this one map whereas if they linked them all they'd be like oh you want to you want to register rattata for your decks cool you got to go back go back to pallet town mate
0: well that's the thing they've stopped doing that to a point now it's um no, no longer, you, they have the entire Pokedex in there but you can't find them all you have to trade them in um, which is fine that's why they brought the Pokemon Bank in I guess to mean you can go back play old games and try and get it that way uh, I would love the idea of them having all linked but the inner game dev and animation you know major in me is going
1: yeah no this isn't feasible at the moment Like, especially with the the massive shifts in game design they're doing right now certainly wouldn't allow it a game like mm-hmm. um Like, Ruby and Sapphire would not bolt efficiently onto uh, Violet and Sapphire. It's a totally different game design vibe. You'd be redesigning one entire game just to bolt it onto another one. If anything, maybe, and I say maybe, we might see going forward they might do that. But the games are in too much of a flux period. I mean, you look at X and Y... Up through uh, Sword and Shield, and then into this one. Those are three wildly different games.
0: I mean, like we are reaching a point now where we are going to hit the next you know, increase, or uh, in gaming, really, like the next thing will become apparent. There's always that point uh, with some generations. Where, oh, it, well, for us, it was uh, from cartridge to CD, CD to um, you know Blu-ray. That kind of increase. For storage and all that kind of fun stuff graphical increases are reaching a point where they're stagnating there's not much more you can squeeze into them Um, but we are reaching that digital or evolutionary jump for technology soon where we might see an entirely new system develop we might finally get VR that is full dive or something similar within the next 10-15 years uh, depending on how the jump goes but we're reaching a progression point which I think is going to be interesting Mm -hmm. for our industry Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of things tipping that movies and TV shows will slowly sideline and gaming will
1: again pick up as a preferred I'm media sure form with this I'm not too sure how like that goes. is currently the largest form of uh, personal entertainment? It's not TV, it's not movies, currently it's yeah. games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a fun couple of years mm. at the very least. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to new Pokemon. It's going to be mm. good. Like I play most Pokemon games, we're not I finish them is anyone's guess. Um, my only issue with them is I stopped caring about the story because it is still written for children. So it, for me, it's like I'm just gonna get a bunch of monsters and make them fight stuff yeah. and have some fun that way. But yeah, <clears throat> and the handholding—I I get sick of the handholding. All I want is that adult button. Like, that button's like I've done this before. Please Small skip.
1: <laughs> yeah, just turn off all dialogue.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: auto skip. All dialogue everything well we're getting close to the end of the episode and there's one thing i did want to jump in before we finished up today and that picard season two has started that show is really good well i like it i know a lot of purists really really hate it but i i I enjoyed the first season of picard and i'm pretty on board for the second one i find the purists hate anything that's new though like regardless true a lot of them hated enterprise when that came out but enterprise is pretty good I can't do Discovery. I, mm. I'll freely admit that. I'm, I'm just... I can't do Star Trek Discovery. It's too... Too different for me.
0: They are slowly getting back to a more Star Trek feel. I think they realized at one point... We should probably go back to the Roots and they're trying that. But it's a... It's different. I'm enjoying that. Discovery is fun. But I'm going to be watching the hell out of Picard.
1: Uh, also, Season 2 of Raised by Wolves has been really Oh, that's a mind fuck. I love that show, but... God... Some days I'm just like, nope, I'm not watching this today. I'm not mentally functional enough for this show.
0: You have to prep yourself for that show. Um, oh, Ben, have you caught up on the boys yet?
2: Yeah, I finished. we finished the boys. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're all ready for season three, mate. We're all ready. We're, we've been waiting. Because
0: so. last time you hadn't gotten to the whale yet.
2: Oh, yeah, so we passed the whale. Oh. Yep,
0: yep, oh, good. God, yeah. That was really fun. That was. Uh, yeah, it was quite funny. the Deep. We'll have to do a dive on the boys, I think. probably. Next I, I said something. we
1: do it back when the next season has to start.
2: Wait, Swoosh, are you yeah. saying we do a deep dive?
1: Oh, boy. Yes. God damn.
0: Yes. <clears throat> also, a
2: few, few finishing notes. Congrats to uh, Mr. Craig from the West for taking home our second booster box.
0: Oh, yes. Um, Congrats, We had Craig. quite a
2: few entries regarding uh, the meaning of life uh, and also... What was the code you asked for, Seth, last week? The Konami code. The Konami code, yeah. So we had a few entries there. So the winner is Craig. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll have some more giveaways again soon. Uh, Next note, big apologies for us not being here last week. Uh, Brisbane was basically
1: underwater. Um, yeah, we should get that uh, that photo from your balcony and, and throw. Yeah, that out. chuck that.
2: Yeah, so uh, across our street was underwater, and uh, two streets down they reported a bull shark uh, outside the front of their house. So it basically was Shark NATO Eight. Uh, yeah, goddammit. it
1: don't to come to Australia where the sharks will swim into your city.
2: Yeah, so not only did several crocodiles uh, escape the zoo fences all around Brisbane and Queensland, but bull sharks run amok up near residential houses.
0: I mean, to be honest, there's bull sharks in the river at all times. It's Australia. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things you don't expect them to be in the street.
1: Yeah, uh, but when you're in the 7 Eleven, you're not expecting, hmm. <laughs>
0: But no, uh, it's, it's been an interesting time, I think, for, for Brisbane and the southeast Queensland. Um, as long as it doesn't, like, we've had this weather before, the old 2011 floods.
1: Uh, sadly, the infrastructure was not updated enough to cope with things. Uh, well, considering... I mean, 2011 was supposed to be a one a lifetime flood, and we've just had a second one for most people. Third, if you're alive in the 70s.
0: Yeah,
2: pretty much. And the infrastructure uh, still wasn't updated for us considering we had no power or internet for
0: a week. Yeah, no, thankfully I live in a place where there's a bunch of hospitals around, so my area <laughs> is pretty well maintained. And on top of that, <laughs> we have COVID this week uh,
2: in our household, which is great.
0: Yes, you, you and Keith. Uh, yeah, good old Keith. Get well soon so we can do stuff. But, you know, just stop licking door handles. It's fine. Um, but, you know. Get better, man.
2: Yeah, so uh, I guess from all of us here, I hope everyone's staying safe out there, all of our listeners, Um, because this world really is burning right now.
1: And not the fun way. Not Australia this year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that (laughs) was last year. Last year
2: we
0: were on fire. Now we're trying to compensate the other direction. (laughs) Not enough
2: water last year, too much water this year. Now on top of that, we've got, uh, what what do we have? Uh, Like 15 to 20 cases in Melbourne of the new Japanese mosquito virus.
0: Right, there's a new mosquito virus? I missed yes. that entirely. Oh, good. That's something <laughs> thing to bring up on.
1: I think we need to end this before things get depressing.
0: <laughs> well, have a good one, everyone. Thanks, guys. See people. you next week.